Welcome to Where You Even Listening, a music podcast where we talk about new releases, news, and other fun, exciting little tidbits of the music world. I'm Britton Rozelle. I'm Natalie Weeper. And today we're talking about Ariana Grande's new album. Thank, Thank you, you, Next. Available now on Republic Records. <laughs> we'll get right into the conversation right after this short message from Anchor and our intro. Ariana Grande came and snatched our wigs with this record. <laughs> Speaking of, like, what? I'm just, I'm just snatched, snatched, bald by this record. It's like, okay, so I wrote like a glowing review of this album for the Spectator, which is out now. If you guys want to check it out, online, she like winked along with that. Since this isn't a visual medium, I'm going to translate these things. There was like a half wink slash hair tussle thing. Yeah. So, anyways, but that was before the whole Grammy debacle. But I still feel the same way about the album. But like, right. I'm like not too happy with her right now. But it's like that's fine. Like we'll get over it because we're besties. But right. So like, delusion aside, like. <laughs> Ariana's obviously been in the press a lot recently for various things, for her Japanese barbecue finger tattoo, the <laughs> garbage trash, this is bullshit tweets, the this is the dress I would have worn at the Grammys if I would have gone. Then live tweet. tweeting the Grammys when nobody asked you to. Pete Davidson covering up his Ariana Grande tattoo with like the word cursed or something. I saw that, yeah. Like, the girl can't catch catch a break like of any kind ever it seems yeah all she does i mean for the most part she just drops her hits and minds her business but like when she doesn't mind her business and tweets stuff like trash in response to um cardi b winning a grammy you almost said Nicki minaj i almost said Nicki. i was hoping you wouldn't have caught that (laughs) sorry she wishes yeah she does wish she's pissed she tried to blame kenny for like something because she hasn't won a Grammy or something. I don't know. Right. Nicki Minaj is very problematic. But, but like, <laughs> Ariana's getting there. It just, yeah. she needs to simmer, I think, at this point. A yeah. little bit. Reflect. She's like, not tweet everything that, like, comes to her head immediately. Yeah. But other than that, the Grammys were terrible. Yeah, yeah. It was, I was okay with them until the Post Malone, Red Hot Chili Pepper duo happened. And then I'm like, what is this happening in okay. front of my eyes? I, the thing that I didn't understand is that they played Dark Necessities. That song came out in 2016. Aren't we supposed to be yeah. playing songs that came out like in 2018? I mean, you would think, unless it was like a tribute to them, but they were themselves playing it, which was interesting. I don't know. I, and Anthony Kiedis like looks like that, so it just was like, I don't <laughs> know. Put your shirt back on. Like, no, <laughs> sir. Like, I was still here for it, but I was just confused. When you're standing next to Post Malone, and I would rather look at Post Malone, oh, no. there is a problem, I think. It was such an odd pairing, too. Yeah. Like, who decided that? And, like, they always do a weird pairing every year. It's, yeah. like, some duo that it's, like, why did you, why? The Dua Lipa-St. Vincent duo was amazing. No, that was great. And I watched that again because um, St. Vincent posted it on YouTube last night. And I just watched it like three times. I'm just like, this is this is everything I wanted. Also, it's a really good like mashup of the two songs that they performed. Like, I wish there was like a recorded version of that that I could listen to. Yeah, no, it was good. But um, yeah, I feel like 
it was just kind of a really weird four hours of... Yeah, I definitely, like, could have been perfectly satisfied with my life not watching it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it felt nice to be a part of something, so... (laughs) And that's where I'll leave it at. Right. I don't have any other hot takes because we gave all our other hot takes on Subverse yesterday, so... Yeah. That's our radio show. That's our radio show for people who don't know. Um... (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. It was weird. I don't really like award shows like in general, so I kind of just watch them out of fear of being left out of the cultural zeitgeist that they tend to be for at least a week. Um, like I like being able to talk about things with people, basically. So like if you ignore award shows, then it's like, well, what were you doing? Exactly. What were you doing instead? It's like what? You like, think you're better than the? You Grammys? think you're better than us? Yeah. And, like, I used to be that person, but I'm not that person anymore. I've changed. I've grown up. I'm better now. Are you? All right. Damn. So that, that, that about covers the grant. That's all I'm going to say about the grant. So thank you, Next. Thank you, Next. All right. So I guess general thoughts on it. Um, I feel like even though it was released such a short time in between, like, Sweetener, like, less than six months pretty much, it's still up to par. And I feel like still just as good, which Sweetener, by the way, won a Grammy, speaking of, for mm-hmm. best pop vocal um, recording or best something like that. Best pop solo vocal recording. Yeah. Um, but I still think Thank You Next is her most well-produced and cohesive record. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yeah, I think cohesive is basically the word to describe it. Like, Sweetener has a lot of really good ideas. Um and a lot of, like, interesting experimental-type qualities to it. That's what I did really like about it. I liked sure. that it was so ambitious, I guess, would be the word mm-hmm. for her. But at the same time, like, while you may be trying to do something neat with each of these tracks, it doesn't always, like, translate as a good track. So, like, I feel like Sweetener has, a, has like, really high highs, but kind of low 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 lows i agree like the songs that are good are great but the songs that are bad i just will never listen to right and i feel like i'm not gonna have that problem with thank you next like i'm i'm pretty much okay with every song on the record and then they're the ones that i really like and then ones that like i sort of like less but like that's not gonna stop me from i'm not gonna get angry if they come on right you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna skip it yeah i feel like I feel like she really found her sound with her last album. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, Pharrell worked on it a lot, and I think she kind of really found her sound. Um, but for this, I just feel like it's really just more... Like, I think especially just because of the fact that instead of having, like, big-name features on it like she has for all her other records, mm-hmm. she decided to go with, like, some clips and some sampling instead and it's all just her front to back yeah and i think that just makes it i think that's why i like it better like, it kind of feels like, like that a, it's just her it kind of feels like a stream of consciousness in a way like this is like her thought process about different situations just like in song form yeah. and then it ends with um thank you next and break up with your boyfriend on board which is like girlfriend or same thing, the same thing and then yeah, it's like right. the, the I guess, like, her returning to whatever mode she was in in Sweetener. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's definitely, it's more consistent. I think it's her most honest. No cheap Nicki Minaj features. Just, you know, just a story about her relationships yeah. and her life. 
where like her vocal range can really just shine through on its own. And another thing I really liked about it was just, I mean, with Dangerous Woman, it was a lot of heavy guitar riffs in that. It was like a dark record. Yeah, kind of, it, it was. Like. Yeah. Um, and then with Sweetener, it was obviously the more upbeat kind of experimental sound, which was definitely a different take from Dangerous Woman. Mm-hmm. And then here, I feel like the standout aspect of it was like the orchestra, like the that kind of like yeah. was weaved in throughout the whole thing. Like, I really liked that, and I think that's what made it unique from her other records that didn't show as much of that. Yeah, if a pop album's using, like, orchestral movements, I'm most likely going to be, like, sort of into it, so I kind of like that. I don't, like, there's not a lot that's really, like, technically wrong with this album. It's It kind of just comes down to whether or not you like Ariana Grande. Yeah, and the people that don't like her and think she's annoying are are obviously not even probably going to give it the time of day to even listen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're not going to like it. It's just kind of plain and simple. It kind of, it feels like in that way, it's it's very much like, it's, I feel like no one's going to listen to this album and suddenly become an Ariana fan if they weren't already. Yeah, I agree. It seems very much like a, um, like a, not like a, a gift to fans, but it's just like this is her. This is the sound that she's currently working with, and if you're on board with it, then cool. If not, like, don't at me, basically. Yeah. Uh, as far as like charts and acclaim go for it, Seven Rings is still on the Billboard Hot 100, and it's been like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, she became the most subscribed female artist on YouTube recently, um, and she passed Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. Which, honestly, Rest thank God, um, with $32.5 million. And then she broke an Apple Music record for the highest uh, global female artist, um, despite that, like, the album was literally not up for, like, 40 minutes on Apple Music after the album dropped. Those are an important 40 minutes. Yeah, like, that's, like, like you could have listened to the album in that yeah. time. And, like, you know, Spotify users got it. Everybody else got it. Title got it. Like, and then Apple Music dropped the ball. And didn't have it up for like almost an hour but and nobody's talking about that but (laughs) i'm just saying and it's all over obviously the spotify viral and top 50 charts yeah i think it received generally positive reviews i didn't look too much into like what other people had to say about it to be honest but like it's been it's been pretty positive generally speaking um which i mean it makes sense like sweetener was kind of mixed but like leaning towards positive this is more, like, generally positive because it does, it's definitely a pop record. Like, that's what it was made to be. Like, all of these songs could be singles. All of these songs could be playing on the radio in the summer. Like, there isn't a single thing on here that couldn't be used for, like, a promo video or a single release or soundtrack to your MTV music program. Like... There's something here that the general public can kind of latch on to rather than the kind of lofty experimentalness that you ser- that you heard on Sweetener. Yeah. So for track by track, I mean, for Imagine, the first one, I didn't like it that much. Like, it's not bad. I just didn't care for it, but her vocals are stunning in it. Yeah, no, it's a really good song. And um, <laughs> those whistle notes, like... Mariah Carey, who? Really? I don't know her. Like, who is she? <laughs> I, I just, I, suddenly I can't read. But I just, like, 
it's a really strong way to open the album, I think. Like, there are parts in it, the bridge is kind of annoying, but, like, the chorus and the conclusion are all, like, really solid parts that I think make up for it. Mm-hmm. And then, for Needy, I also did not get... Like, honestly, the start of the record was kind of, like, unimpressive to me, mm. so I honestly thought I wasn't going to like it. But obviously, by NASA, like, I think I started to like it more. But yeah, no, for Needy, I appreciate what it's about because I feel like it's super relatable. Yeah. But other than that, I didn't care for it too much. I know you liked it, though. Yeah, like, from the production to the introduction area, like, her intonation on it, like, I really enjoy this track because, like you said, it's really relatable. And it's honest, which is something that we can see on literally every other track on here. And like we had talked about earlier, there's been a lot of Ariana in the press, like, for really what seem to be random reasons. Like, she is just a regular person, and, like, I'm not trying to defend her or her actions, Adam, but, like, <laughs> it's, like, you know, if if you look at this as a companion to Sweetener, it's, like, the grounded reality of life compared to the head-in-the-clouds perfection of, and, like, love songs that were on Sweetener. Like, this is more what she's actually feeling, whereas Sweetener is what she, the headspace she wants to occupy. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that, honestly. I I couldn't agree. You, you said it, man. You said it. Thank you. That was really good. NASA's great. It has Shangela <laughs> Laquifa Radley on it from, um, like, every season of RuPaul's Drag Race. She's a hero. Love her. Yeah, no, that was really cute. Um, I I like it. It's, it's a bop. Like, it, I like the whole space thing was cute. I don't think it's that much of a stress stretch to say that this was about Pete Davidson, as probably some of the other songs were. <laughs> so, like like you said, this is more, this album is more reality than Sweetener was. It's kind of like, that's why I think, you know, it's a little more honest than Sweetener was. Yeah. Although, Sweetener did take on mental health a little more directly, mm-hmm. but still. It was kind of just, like, in general, like. Yeah sweeping motions rather than like pinpointing specific feelings which mm-hmm. i feel like each track on this has like some sort of connection to things that have been going on or like thoughts or feelings that like everybody has at one point or not mm-hmm. um nasa also really felt like an old school ariana song to me yeah like kind of a pre but not in a bad woman. way no, I no, don't no like a lot of her old stuff but like this was fine just kind of like a more like refined version of her older self uh, Bloodline is another bot. Yeah, I really like the horns. Um, <laughs> like I said, like orchestral stuff and like a brass section, like you've sold me, basically. But it's definitely like this, I think more than the other songs, this is like a summer radio track. So like if there is going to be any more singles for it, I feel like this or maybe like Bad Idea are going to be the two that yeah. radio is going to latch onto. Um, on the Zach Sang show, she said that that clip of her Nona in the beginning saying, can't find anything to satisfy me, um, that clip, was, her Nona was actually talking about, like, a hearing aid. That makes sense. And she was trying to find a hearing aid. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, makes sense. No. I need more recorded conversations of people's grandmothers in albums, because, like, SZA did it. Yeah. Ariana's got it. Like, it's fun. It's cute. I like it. It's It's nice. Fake Smile starts off like a Life of Pablo song. Well, um, yeah, that's because she samples the After Laughter Comes Tears, which, like, every everybody artist has <laughs> yeah. sampled. So. Like, it gets, it's, it's a fine song. Um, I think 
you seem to like it more than I do. I do. It's actually like one of the standout tracks for me. Mm. Um, I think a lot of it was because I, th- I think the sample was used pretty well in it. Like, I feel like it's fitting for a song about trying to find out who you are and like how to navigate life in a world where you don't have privacy, mm-hmm. which is kind of what it was about. And so I also, I just kind of appreciate the message because I feel like, I feel like that's genuinely how she feels is like she, I don't think she was all that meant for like not having privacy in her own life, even, even though I think she still does enjoy attention, but like in the sense, not too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's um like, I definitely do appreciate the message more than I think I appreciate the song like mm-hmm. as a song. But it's kind of like, I don't know if you saw the Lady Gaga um, Netflix documentary, The Five Foot Two, but there's like a whole section where she's just like talking about how as much as she loves the fans, like it it gets to be way too much when she's going literally anywhere and mm-hmm. there are just that, like people just lined up to get attention from her basically. Yeah. And like. And that's something we can't, we can only like, we can, we can sympathize, but we can't empathize because yeah. I feel like, you know, it's not like we know. That's yeah. communication ethics buzzwords. Oh, shut up. Yes. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm in grad school now. I know I know so many words and their meanings and their definitions. <laughs> Anyways, bad idea. It's fucking amazing. That ending was dope and unexpected. I love this song like, so much. That last minute was just, yes. I think I like the song, like, something, well... It's got a lot of, like, energy. It's fun. It's raw. The build-up to the outro is really amazing. And then the outro itself, like, leading up to the orchestra and then into this, like, weird, like, breakbeat instrumental is really fucking cool, I think. Um, it doesn't, like, really lead into makeup very well, but, like, it works. Like, I noticed that, too. And makeup also doesn't lead well into ghosting. Yeah, no, like, it's, I'm just gonna say that. They are weirdly ordered, I feel like, because for me, like, ghosting kind of felt like the closer or, like, yeah. what could have been the closer of the album. Or what should have started the album, because yeah. it's really what started the whole journey was this Something like, song. yeah. Really. So, it was the first know. one she wrote off the album, too. Um, Which, I mean, we, we'll get into that track a little but bit yeah. more. But, yeah, like, the the bad idea um, in, like, the chorus when I, I don't know who it is saying it. It could just be I Ariana. I think it's Victoria Monet. Because okay. I, know, I know Victoria supplied some background vocals for this album. So. But it's just, like, a... A kind of like playful like Ari Chan, which is a cool element because it uses the Japanese that Ariana stopped learning since the <laughs> finger tattoo debacle. Um, which that was a weird thing. Barbecue ring finger is that what it's says? Japanese barbecue... barbecue finger. Yeah. Like, I think it's weird to me that she's like, I see. I really actually appreciate Japanese culture, but now I'll just stop learning it because you're making fun of me. It's like that doesn't make sense to me. Like, if you appreciate it, then appreciate it. Like, I think she was just, like, f- probably fed up. It was just like, feeling I'm attacked. Uh, feeling attacked. It's just like, I'm done with this. But, yeah. you know, she's not done with it. She, like, it's like when she's, like, says she's signing off Twitter, and then five minutes later, she's like, I'm back. Yeah, like, she was also in a Final Fantasy game. So, like, you know, I, I don't know what level of communication she has in Japanese, but she's had communication with at least the Japanese branch of Square Enix. So, like... <laughs> Anyway. That, that whole thing was just a time. <laughs> like, who gives a fuck? Like, What's really, the... who gives a fuck? It's not, it's not your finger. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Anyways, makeup. Um, this is, like, pretty masochistic, if I'm being totally honest. Right. But 
it's still fun. Like it's playful. It's fun. It sounds like honestly something. It's very Pharrell like in production. Yeah. I feel this one definitely seems very close to what could have been a song on Sweetener. Right. At least like in the first half of Sweetener, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's fine. It's just it's really weirdly placed on this record. Yeah, I think. like it. I feel like it could go somewhere else. Like I, uh, I know she said it again on the on the Zach Sang show. A lot of tea was like revealed mm-hmm. on that show. But yeah, is that she, the one where she said suck a dick? Yes. Okay. It is yeah. multiple times, but yeah. No, she said on there like that. That's a part of herself that she really doesn't like. Mm. Like you know the fighting just to make up thing. Yeah. And that's something that like. That's why she put it on the record. It was, you know, like like I said, it's an honest record, and even though it's a part of herself, she doesn't like it's it's a part of it's herself. It's a part of her, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, definitely weird because then it transitions into Ghost, and which is fucking sad. That's just really sad, but also and, beautiful, and reflective, and I really like um, kind of if you if you're listening closely, the backing vocals that are like under her the entire time. Um, it like I said earlier, kind of just seems like a closer to me just because of how. It takes, like, there's so much energy in Fake Smile, Bad Idea, Makeup, and then just suddenly it's just, like, this sad piano ballad. And it's just, like, it doesn't fit here. And I think if it was elsewhere, I would like it more. I I mean, I still really like it. It's still a standout track for me. I just feel like it's very unapologetically honest in mm-hmm. a way. It kind of reminds me of, like, what better off was on her last album yeah kind of that kind of vibe where it's just i don't know like it's just very slow i would have liked to see more of this side of her on her records because i feel like i love don't get me wrong like i love the bops and i love like the upbeat stuff but Mm -hmm. like this stuff is is cool and i like it too the softer kind of side yeah but i mean we all know what it's about so yeah it's pretty obvious. It, yeah. To it, but, yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, In My Head is my second favorite, I think. But, like, I don't really have a lot to say about it other than I really like it. Yeah, no. I mean, it's I, it's very relatable. I feel like a lot of people do this where, like, they make up a version of a person, like, mm-hmm. in their head and in, in their mind. Yeah, it also... But, like, it's, it's not the it's, person it actually is. It starts with a, um, a snippet of Troy Sivan. It's not Troy. Are you sure? It's Doug Middlebrook. That sounds exactly like Troy. I know. It sounds it's really so unsettling. much like. It's very unsettling. But yes, no, it's it's her friend Doug. Damn. And it was originally going to be like some snippet from Jack Nicholson, like mm-hmm. from some movie with him, but they couldn't get the rights to it. That makes so sense. So they ended up going with Dougie. But yeah. Dougie. But Troy did, I mean, sh- um, I think he like... He stopped in to hear the album, and uh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, and Ariana Grande imitated it, and he was like, "Oh, oh, you're putting this out!" Like, and I was just <laughs> like, "I can't, I can't do impressions the way she could do impressions." But damn, she sounded like like him, and it was freaky. But yeah, um, I could never hear Seven Rings again and be okay. But like, it's a good song, and I'm not gonna pretend that it's not just because I'm tired of hearing it. Yeah, I mean, I really like especially the bridge, especially like yeah. that rap bridge yeah. was really good. But there's just been so much controversy over it that it kind of ruins it feels the appeal. Cursed. Yeah, like I don't know the whole Princess Nokia mind mm-hmm. song, and then even like uh, I mean, the Soldier Boy claims weren't really that valid, but like they're there, and like the beef with Two Chains over it. 
even though they made up and then did a remix together. But, like, yeah, I... it's just, there's just been, and then the whole tattoo thing with it, too. It's just, like, there's been too much. I just. And, like, <laughs> my thing regarding the, 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 my favorite things kind of interpolation, like, why do that when you know Panic at the Disco did it better on their first album? Oh, shoot. That's a hot take. Mic drop. <laughs> oh, no. That was on Fever, right? Yeah. 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 Thank You Next is great, but much like Seven Rings, like, I, like, it had its moment where I listened to it, like, religiously for the week it came out, and then I liked the music video, but, like, I'm done with it. Like, I've, I've, I put my time into it, and we went our separate ways. I'd be fine if I never had to hear this yeah. again. Yeah, like, it's, 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 uh, like, it's still Perfectly a good song. Fine with that. It's still a good song, but, like, I'm, I'm over it for the moment. But yeah. I don't, like, in the, in the context of the album, Seven Rings and Thank You Next are very good songs. If they hadn't been released as singles, they would be standout tracks. Right. But, like. But now it's just, like, they're over. Oversaturated. I'm over it. Yeah. Like, and, and she had three different versions of this recorded before she ended up going with the one that called everybody out directly by name. Mm-hmm. Like, she had a version where if her and Pete were still together, which I think is interesting. I wonder what that would have sounded just, like. She was just planning just she from the was, beginning. <laughs> no, because she didn't know. Apparently, like, her, their relationship was up and down at the time that she was writing it. She didn't know what was going to happen. So she just had this, like, this version ready. <laughs> like, just in case. <laughs> like, um, break up with your girlfriend on board. That's a mood. It's definitely not as dramatic as I expected That's it to exactly be. That's exactly what I thought about it. Like, yeah. we had talked about it. It's not... It's... For something that's that's like called break up with your girlfriend, I'm bored. You expect it to be this like really like sensual take charge, shut up and drive type song, but mm-hmm. it's not that. Yeah, it's still good, but like yeah. And then the video is just like okay. Yeah, I mean the ending is nice, but like <sighs> I think like, from Riverdale, like I don't like Riverdale, so like. Uh. And, like, how many straight artists are going to do, like, the whole lesbian kiss thing to yeah. appeal to the male audience? Yeah. Like. It was just all, I mean, there's people, like, saying, like, I've read comments and stuff on, like, the YouTube video of, like, it's about self-love. Like, that girl playing is supposed to be Ariana and how she discovered herself. And I'm like, I don't know if it's that deep. I think but... it's just kind of a poorly directed music video. Yeah, but like... if you want to go that deep, then fine. Yeah. And then there's also people that are, like, mad about it because it's a whole boyfriend stealing vibe whatever like, have fun I don't, I don't know and that's what i'm saying like it's at least she's asking nicely like <laughs> i don't know like, i'm giving she, you a heads up yeah like, like she's giving you the opportunity to break up first at least like and another thing with that is like i'm pretty sure like this is just meant to be fun and funny and just it's not meant to be like you're reading way too, you guys are reaching like saying it's about big sean and stuff and like you guys are I don't I mean, think it's that deep. If it deep. is, like whatever. Like, I don't think it is. So that's the thing, you guys. I'm like, you guys are hella reaching. Like, just relax. Like, if that's the subtext that she had in mind when writing it, like, okay. But I don't think that comes through, at yeah. all. Like that would take like some genius.com level like, <laughs> Twenty One Pilots analysis to come to that conclusion. And they're just I saying like. that because it's her only ex that like, had a girlfriend yeah. when this was written, I guess. And I'm like, that doesn't anything like yeah. y'all are wild but yeah final thoughts one sentence 
All right. Thank you. Next in a sentence. Um, this is wow. This one's familiar. <laughs> I've heard this sentence before. This is this is in. I'm gonna just read directly from from the review. Uh, in the spectator. Uh, thank you, Nexus. Unique and well-produced record on embracing your flaws. And Grande shows she's okay with being on her own in her most honest release. It's pretty fine. It's no better or worse <laughs> than Sweetener, but generally more cohesive. Yeah, I agree with that. Thanks. Thank you. Next. <laughs> I'm quitting. I, I quit now. Honestly, I don't think I'll ever listen to this record again because I listened to it so much when I was writing that review. Like I'm, I'm getting. I'm yeah. done. I listened to it like twice done yesterday, with it. and then Imagine got stuck in my head. I'm like, okay, this needs to go away. Like, please be gone. But yeah, still like four stars. But I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's fine. Valid. I also did a review this week, but it was for um, Health's Slaves of Fear, which is a much different record than Thank You Next. So. Very different vibe. Oh, yeah. Um, so make sure you guys check out adamronaw.com for all that stuff. You might even be listening to this on adamronaw.com. Which, I don't you are, know cool. where you listen. Like, we're everywhere. Yeah, so we're on like 11 know. whole different platforms. So, <laughs> um, Stay tuned for some more love songs or misconnections. Happy Valentine's Day. Thanks. <laughs> All right, so we are back, um, joined here by Chris Lantinen from Stereo Confidential. Hi. Thank you for joining us today, Chris. Yeah, I'm, it's still kind of mysterious of, like, why I'm here. You guys just kind of, like, dragged me into the room and said, do you have six minutes? <laughs> like, well, really basically. mysteriously. Like, we're going to, like, listen to an American football song together or something. Yeah, we're just going to talk we're gonna about We're going to listen to the new Lana Del Rey song. Do you have six minutes it's more than 28 six minutes. seconds? It's like ten minutes <laughs> yeah. we're talking about do you, I don't have ten minutes, so. The new, uh, the new Carly track. We're just, like, we're going to grab whoever is in the office and just... Force them and act like we have friends. I'm so. ready. So our game is love songs or missed connections, where we we read out love songs or missed okay. connections, and our guest has to decide, um, basically what they are. So like missed connections, Craig Craigslist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Is this the first time you guys have played it? No. No. Okay. No. This is a recurring so series. A true fan you are. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you would have listened <laughs> last week, you would have heard it. But I did okay. listen last week to your ten year um, album episode. Yeah, but it was I, on I guess that. I, I didn't get. End. I didn't get to the end apparently. <laughs> That's all right. Um, I liked it. it. Yeah. Apparently not enough. <laughs> Misconnection. I didn't even say it yet. Oh. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> Christmas Eve. Thought you were the most beautiful lady I ever seen. <laughs> As we left, we said Merry Christmas. Remember me? I mean, it rhymes. It has to be a love song. Like, this has to be a... This is a love song. Nobody rhymes on Craigslist. <laughs> right? Mason, Madison, Dollar General, and Meadville. Oh Miss my connection. God! Wow, that's incredible. You like you would. Who think. is this person? Wait, can you read it again, please? Because now sure. I'm just like fascinated. Christmas Eve. Okay. Thought you were the most beautiful lady I ever seen, and we left. As we left, we said Merry Christmas. Remember me? So they were in Dollar General on Christmas Eve in Meadville. What kind of life is this person living? That's the new one, though. Yeah, that's the new one they just put in. It's pretty big, <laughs> so maybe they're doing their last bit, that their last minute shopping. All right, that this is more of a challenge now. I'll have to really think about this stuff. All right, here's the next one. Okay. Lock eyes from across the room, down my drink while the rhythms boom. This is a song. Take your hand and skip the names. 
This is no need here for this silly game. This is a song. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Do one. you know what song? Mm, this is Lonely Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what's the, is the song name, like, should we not say the song name? I can't remember what it actually I don't, is. It, I don't it's know a little provocative. Okay, I won't say it then. <laughs> I didn't remember if it was, like, an innuendo or just straight up, like, a no, gross, a up. gross <laughs> song straight name. Up. <laughs> From their first album, which came out ten years ago, last week. Yeah. Incredible. That yeah. one. Okay. All right. I can't believe we didn't talk about that in our ten-year uh, oh. album thing last that's a good, year. That's a good record. Santana DVX. All right. And my friends and family say, you are a mistake. Someone I should regret. I will never regret you. No mistake. Well, I, I feel like there was a connection there. Because they connected and then they brought them back to their family. And they were like, no, no. <laughs> this is not happening. So I don't know if... So for misconnections on Craigslist, do they write about breakups too? Because that sounds like a breakup to me. So I'm going to go with a song. You're really bad at this. I would do <laughs> anything for love, but I won't do that Philly PA. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. That's wrote, not a misconnection then. They wrote a whole poem if you want me to read the No, rest I don't. <laughs> but that, that, that breaks the sanctity of the mis, the misconnection because that's like you saw somebody and you you're trying to read. You clearly have never read misconnections on Craigslist. Apparently not. So overwild. You're trying to reconnect, or not reconnect, but connect with this person that you don't know the name of. Yeah. But that they they knew that person because the family was like no, right? It's like sometimes it's, they're misusing misconnections. They I did not in, get that wrong. No, no, because <laughs> maybe that they said my friends and family say you were a mistake, but maybe it's because of things they said about them. Yeah, they it never doesn't mean that they met. Because people be talking about the people they going out with. Yeah. Anyway, next one. <laughs> It's not. It doesn't make sense. You are the best part of my day. You are the star of our show. Well, you guys have been going back and forth so far, so. There's no. There's no like. It's not. There's like no a... rhyme or reason to this. You think yeah, but so this? far there has been. There That's really the is it. No, it's not like a test where you can just guess your way out of it read, by the sequence of the numbers. You are the best part of my day. You are the star of our show. That's gotta be a song. <laughs> Nobody writes like that. I see you on the 28th, Erie, Pennsylvania. No! <laughs> wow. What I think the hell? You're the worst out of anybody that's played this, to be honest. You're the star of what show? You haven't even met yet. I don't understand misconnections. I don't get it. Well, It's they're... basically just vague posting about people you want to hook up with. Yeah. Or people like you saw somewhere, and you're like, who stupid. was that? This is, I'm out of here. This, is <laughs> this game is unfair. I don't like it. Thank Bye. you Thanks, for playing. Chris. Listen to Stereo Confidential on <laughs> StereoConfidential.com. Uh, I also produce it, but right now we're doing a series on Copeland. Their new album, Blushing, is out on Friday, so get excited for us talking about that. Thank you for listening to where you've been listening. This was a very fun episode. I had a lot. Of, I had a good time. I, I don't know about you guys. Time. I like making Chris mad, so... <laughs> Mission accomplished. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with some more music talk. Bye.